And hail, salutations, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of GNA Podcast Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where uh, some of us get drunk and we talk about things. Um, tonight, I'm joined by um, a large cast of people. And uh, first off, uh, uh, Shadow, how you doing there, buddy? Used. Hoorah! Ah, yeah, I need to go back and watch some of those. Uh, Cyber, how you doing tonight? I'm a bottle of rum into this, so it's going to get interesting. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> it would not be GNA unless some of us was that deep into a bottle of rum. And then we have, um, that was Zyber of Zyber Games. And then we have, uh, earlier that was Shadow of uh, Morgan BS Photography. And then we have D from Microbrew Gamers. D, how you doing tonight, buddy? Doing pretty good, mate. How y'all doing? Fantastic. Damoc, I know we almost forgot you. I'm so sorry, but we can never forget Damoc and his lovely questions. How you doing tonight, Damoc? Not too bad. Not too bad. And uh, He'd be f- doing better if his uh, vape pen was working. Uh, that is... That's a sad day. Did you check your... Uh, do you check your, uh, damn it. I'm dying here. Prison wallet. There we go. Prison wallet <laughs> for a spare. <laughs> he is a millennial. Might have one back there. Yeah. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was your lovely longtime host of GNA Podcast, Cecil Xavier. Cecil, how you doing tonight? Dude, I am fan friggin' tastic. I watched uh, I watched the Xbox conference, and before that, I watched the EA conference. I am super excited for this episode because I want to talk about it. How are you doing tonight, Blue Shark? I am doing great. I have been playing video games all weekend. We'll get into that later, but I've watched bits and pieces of some of the conferences. I'd have to say I'm kind of excited about what they're going to do with um, the uh, the Anthem game, and then I saw a list of games. Um, from an article, and I'm kind of interested about one of them, and we'll talk about that later. Well, first thing you know we have to do before we get into anything else, what is everybody drinking? Blue, what are you drinking, man? H2O. <laughs> uh, uh, di- dihydrogen monoxide, you mean? Yep. I got till the end of this month. Once, once uh, I think it's June 30th hits, that's when I can start drinking again. Well, be careful, because too much of that will kill you. Yes, it will. Damoc, what are you drinking tonight, man? Uh, I have my lovely pitcher that's 50% vodka and the rest is cranberry juice and orange juice. But I've already drank half of it. I think I drank all the vodka out of it. Uh, I have a question. Are you drinking directly from that pitcher? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right here. I approve. That's the only way to drink. Come on. This is GNA. We commit here. <laughs> all right. And D, what are you drinking with us tonight, man? I saw you crack a can. Well, it has water in it and hops. I am cracking it into Berkshire Brewing Company's In Hop Nido, one of my new favorite beers. It's an IPA, and it's got everything flavored from uh, a lot of citrus like pineapple, and oh, it is tasty. It actually is a little bit sweeter than most IPAs, so we got some of that when I stopped in after PAX. Yep. Yeah, it's fantastic. I want to say I had that on one of the shows, but I can't remember which one it was, but I really think I had that. I had it on one of the shows before. <laughs> hmm. 
And Cyberblood, what are you drinking, man? Um, I've been drinking a lot today. My back's been killing me, so I've been trying to numb the pain. Um, That'll do it. Sorry for that trail off, but I drank an 18. A Kirk and Sweeney 18? Yes, a Kirk and Sweeney 18. I drank a Hobgoblin. That was dinner. And now I'm working on a uh, Pipeworks Brewery Blood of the Unicorn. Uh, a hoppy red ale. I posted this up on the site, my opinions of it. Or on the Discord, I should say. Um, Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm starting to get numb. Yep, that's about it. All right, man. And Shadow, what are you drinking tonight, man? All right, I'm glad to see that you're staying consistent with that. <laughs> How about you, Cecil? What are you drinking tonight, buddy? Well, you know what? I still have so much of this bloody keg that I still have to finish off. I think I'm under a gallon, finally. Finally, under a gallon. Um, but, I, I, well, under a gallon of that 120-minute IPA keg. Like, you can see it. If you if you look in the video, you look over this shoulder right there, you can see the the the, the top of the keg right there, and it's 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 still there. Yeah, I see it. Most of us have inspected that keg face first. Yes, face first into the keg. But uh, tonight, I had to break away from it because I've been drinking it all weekend. And you know what? I never thought I'd say it, but I'm a little sick of 120-minute IPA. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm just a little sick of it. Not that it's not a good beer. I, I friggin' love that beer. But I want to actually be able to drink something in quantity without literally falling over vomiting. Very true. I'm surprised you haven't uh, gotten Fairweather over to start uh, pumping into that. Dude, he will not drink Dogfish Head. Ever ever since I, I got him horribly, horribly drunk on 60 and 90 minute IPAs, he will not touch them anymore. Just because I broke orange <laughs> juice on him. Okay, so quick story time with Cecil. My brother Fairweather came up or down or whatever the hell you want to say. And we're, we're hanging out and we're getting we're getting horribly drunk that night. Having a great time. We're drinking 60s and we're alternating between 60s and 90s. Because I told him, I said, this one's really high ABV and it'll get you really screwed up really quick. But let's let's whip back and forth. So we did. And uh, he's a big guy. I mean, like, like, like he's, he's, he's muscular, but he's also got a little extra weight on him as well. But the, think of the kingpin, okay? Not like as big as the kingpin, but think the kingpin. He looks like he's just a fat dude. But if he ever actually punches you in the face, when you wake up, if you wake up, you'll be trying to figure out what year it is. So he's like, he's that guy, but he's, you know, he usually, he keeps up with me really well. So we're sitting there, we're pounded back. We walk down to, there's a, a little local like fast food place called cookout right down the road. So we walk down there, we pick up some more food. Um, we come back, we pick up some Vienna lager while we're, while we're down there at the Wawa's. We come back, we start pounding some more back because we ran out of all the, all the sixties and nineties. We're just pounding back. We literally drank all the way there and then drank all the way back because we walked because nobody was able to drive. So we get back and of course, you know, he, his tank was full. So he had to purge a little bit. So he purged and then he went up and he crashed. I uh, woke up the next day and normally his, his cure for a hangover is a nice big glass of orange juice. So while we were at Wawa's, we picked up some orange juice. So I wake up, I sit down next to him. I'm like, Hey man, how you feeling? He's like, Oh God, I'm, I'm hurting. I'm like, all right, dude. I was like, you want some greasy breakfast? He's like, no, no, I got my cure right here. I was like, dude, greasy breakfast is the way to go. He's like, no, no, I'm fine. I got this. And he's got this, like, I, I, you, you can't see it on the, on the, while you're listening, but I'm showing everybody else about this big of a glass of orange juice. And he gets about halfway through it and he looks at me and he goes, I think I'm going to throw up. And I went, what, dude? No, no. I was like, he goes, no, 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 this is going to happen. And then he like gets up and just kind of like drifts into the bathroom 
And the next thing I hear is somebody violently vomiting. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's really sick. I'm thinking, great. I just I, I really broke my brother. He comes out. And he goes, that's never happened, man. Orange juice is like, it's, it's my center. It's my zen. You broke orange juice, man. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's not that bad, dude. He's like, no, it's that bad. I can't have orange juice again. <laughs> All right. Broke orange juice. All right. Dogfish head, Jägermeister, orange juice. How many things have we broke your brother of? Well, okay. Clearly. Jägermeister, we did not break. We did not break for him. He went to a party and he was doing Jäger bombs and he happened to do so many that he ended up, I think, puking in a tub. Or puking on somebody in a tub, but he ended up puking a lot off of it. But we didn't do that. Okay. But anyway, so I, I I guess I gotta I guess I gotta say what I'm actually drinking. So I switched off of it and I am drinking some Kraken rum tonight because I've got a handle of Kraken rum and it was only about a quarter down, so I want to make a little damage in that. And I know I can drink Kraken rum until the bottle's gone and get a nice healthy buzz going. What are you gonna say about Jägermeister D or Davok? Uh, Jägermeister makes Damok nicer. I uh, get cuddly, and I have a great time. Puked on it so many times. I have a koozie for my Jäger bottle that's in the freezer so that I don't have to, you know, get my hands all cold. Pop the cap down the bottle, change it out. Nice. All right, so let's blast through this quick because we've got a lot to talk about, but let's blast through state of games. Um, if you got to pontificate on something on E3 which we're going to get into a bunch of the stuff that they've already said. Let's wait for us to get into that. But, D, what's your state of games, boss? Well, I uh, took, as you know, I took a trip down to Pennsylvania. Retro store? Saw the wife's uh, sister and, yeah, uh, and all that. But uh, I brought my uh, Nintendo Switch along with me. So I was playing the Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which uh, the guy that, one of the guys that was instrumental in in making uh, Castlevania Symphony Night and all that other stuff, he broke away from Konami. Well, he's making uh, Bloodstained um, Ritual of the Night, which is going to come out soon. But as a bonus, they got it free for people that uh, were on the Kickstarter and everything else that contributed. They get it for free, but it's on, I think it's $9.99 on the uh, Nintendo eShop and some of the other eShops. But uh, Curse of the Moon is basically like a homage to the old 8-bit Castlevanias. Oh, nice. So it's a lot of fun. It's it's very, it's a lot like that. You can... Uh, you can pick up uh, several other characters along the way, and what you could do is is on the fly to help get through all the puzzles and the levels. You could switch between them. They all have different strengths, weaknesses, and abilities. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. I actually got through a few levels of that, beat a few of the first bosses, and it. it I'm, I'm digging it. I'm gonna check that out. That sounds really interesting. I love the Metroidvania, like the whole it's, arc. It's up. It's up your alley. I'm gonna check it out. What about you, Zyber? Which state of games, boss? Well, I've been playing um, pretty much everything in the realm of Pokemon that I have on hand. Um, I'm trying to uh, go through Diamond and get to Pal Park so I can uh, migrate my Ruby Emerald into it and then transfer it over to uh, Ultra Sun, which I've been playing quite a bit of this past week. That's about it. All right. All right. Damoc, what's your state of games, guy? Graveyard Keeper, Graveyard Keeper, and more Graveyard Keeper. A damn game. Uh, it comes out, I think, uh, it's August 15th on Steam, but you can get it on their website and you can get the alpha build for like 25 bucks. Uh, if you've ever played Stardew Valley, yeah, it's right up your alley. Can't you, you Stardew Valley. can't you throw like bodies into a river? 
You can throw bodies into a river. You can dump them down a sewer pit. You can pull them apart and sell the meat with a fake stamp. And uh, the townspeople buy it. You can take out their bones. You can bury them and make your graveyard nicer so that you get more power for your church. And uh, yeah, it, it's more in-depth than Stardew Valley. And it's it's consumed my life. Can you even stash them at Grandma's house? Yeah, I haven't met a grandma yet because uh, the story's a little interesting. You're a dude that gets hit by a car and you wake up as a graveyard keeper in like an alternate world. Nice. Huh. All right. Shadow Fox. Just did a game, Sky. But it's not The Witcher 3, which is excellent. <sighs> yes, I stopped. Yeah, it's reci- it was Recital Week, man, and I had to... Well, no, I wanted to. Not I had to. I wanted to uh, go go watch all the thing. We actually finally, I can never convince them to stay the night, like, to, to watch the whole thing. And they finally started warming up to actually watching those show. Also, Bot wanted to uh, do Final Bow, so that worked out well. Fair enough. Fair enough. What about you, Blue Shark? What is your state of games, man? Well, I've got a lot of gaming in this week uh, compared to normal. I've uh, played some Pokemon uh, Ultra Sun. Uh, I've gotten... Almost to level 10 with my entire team. I played a little bit of State of Decay 2. Um, funny thing is, is, I got a car, or I got my armored Jeep stuck on a rock. You know, those glitches they're talking about. And then I got a police cruiser stuck into the side of my armored Jeep, trying to knock my armored Jeep off said stone. Um, thankfully, when I came back to the area that I where I got those stuck, they had separated and I was able to get them back. Um, and then I played Monster Hunter World, and then my buddies convinced me to drop 20 bucks on Ghost Recon Wildlands, and we've been playing the basic, ver- basic version of it, and I, I mean, there's some glitches to it, there's some weird stuff, like people are not there, they're like, you see mopeds driving around without people on them, and then some other weird glitches, but we're having fun, and then today we did the Splinter Cell uh, update. And uh, we, we attempted that for a little bit. We didn't get far. And then uh, I was helping me and my, uh, my buddy Z. We were doing the, um, the Predator thing. Because we originally there was like four of us. And we were taking it on. And then people had to leave. And then it was just me and him. And he's actually currently right now by himself trying to take out the Predator. And we've got the last round before we started recording. We got pretty damn close. I got a strategy for you that really worked well. Um, okay. let me know after we'll talk after this. I got a strategy for you. I think it might work well for you. All right. I'd love to hear it. Unless he's, I, if I hear a shout mid mid recording, um, I'll be sure to let, you know, every, I'll let our readers and or our listeners, not readers, <laughs> listeners know that he succeeded. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, if he shouts, make sure to unmute and we'll make that the stinger. <laughs> I'll try. I'm not laughing at. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I got a several quick times. question for, um, for you guys, uh, Zyber and uh, Shadow, um, with you with you having Ultra Moon, can you play against us if I only have Ultra Sun? Yes, yes, Designed. yes, you can. Uh, the differences Perfect. between us and like, yes, Perfect. minor changes. Uh, like, I think it's maybe five different Pokemon or something like that. Ooh, oh, Cecil's no. got it too. Oh, 50, Overall. okay. Yeah, 50 differences and, between And games. the um, guys from the other dimension look different. Okay. We'll have to add all of each other. I got you, Zebra, but I don't have you, Shadow, and I don't have you, Cecil. Mine's coming in. It'll be here soon. Word. My state of games, I've actually played a metric ton this week. Uh, I played State of Decay 2 for a bit. 
really enjoying it minus the glitches. I can I've figured out a way to work around the glitches, which makes the game super super fun. Uh, I played a little bit more Sea of Thieves because the Hungering Deep is out, and I'm super excited about that. Plus, there's some stuff from E3 that's coming out, which we'll talk about later. Uh, I played actually more Destiny in the past three days than I have in the past month. Um, I was grinding out for the Dead Orbits, uh, Graviton Lance, uh, Catalyst, that's what, that's what it's called. Um, so I grinded the hell out of that, got it. I uh, literally mastered the, the route on Titan, and I was able to crank it out in like seven or eight hours, I think, total. But that's pretty much my state of games. Oh, I've also been playing the game A Long Journey Home, which if you are a fan of the old school style space exploration games like Star Control or Starflight, um, if you liked either one of those games, you might you might dig Long Journey Home. Now, it takes a bunch of those games, like aspects of them, and kind of grinds them into one game. And it doesn't quite master any specific game style, but it's still super, super fun. Um, it's total nostalgia kick, especially if you're a Star Controller Starflight fan. So now, the topics. Let's get into the first one. Did everybody get a chance to watch the, e uh, the EA release? The release information that EA came out with their conference? I've watched uh, part negative. of it. Negative. All right, well... Let's go over some stuff that they released, and we'll just kind of get some, we'll just go around the room and figure out how you feel, how you don't feel. So the one big one that they came out with was they did Battlefield Five. So I don't know if anybody's a Battlefield fan here. I'm a huge Battlefield fan. Yes. Yes, I am. I, I love Battlefield. I love the Frostbite engine. Um, I love the optimization they can get out of it. It's, I, I feel it's a fantastic engine. Um but the big thing that they came out with was that there's going to be no loot boxes and no premium pass. So it's you buy it and you get it. Which yeah, I was actually great. really shocked about to see that because the history of EA. <laughs> but uh, that's that's actually pretty impressive. I, I, I was excited because, like I said, I, I'm also a fan of the Battlefield series. And... Uh, that's very, that's, that's very, it lightens this dark heart of mine. Well, do you think they did it because of the backlash they did for, that they got from Battlefront 2? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Oh, yes. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's just a wise business decision. I mean, if nobody complained and they were making a crap ton of money, this thing would have been loop, I mean, loot boxes would have had loot boxes by now. <laughs> well, also, what about the, what about the ruling that loot boxes are considered gambling? I think in some states. I'm sure the legal had something to do with it too. Well, the EA isn't pulling those. Like they, I mean, like it happened in some countries where like FIFA is big, and EA's, I don't think, gonna change their mind on those older games. Like they're just going to do what they do, and they don't really care. They're not gonna because they, they made it. I think they made a statement where they said that they weren't gonna make any changes to it. But I mean, as far as the Battlefield Five announcement is concerned. I'm glad that they're deciding to take that out of it. What we're going to get out of the game? I don't know. Like, we could see that they don't add anything else to the game. They may drop in support for certain things because they're like, well, we don't have any money to make this. Or they may find another secret way to make money. Well, that's where also they announced that they were going to be doing, they, they were focusing on their streaming service. So you know how Xbox has got Xbox uh, Xbox Pass or Game Pass or whatever? Yeah, Xbox Game Pass and then EA Access. Yeah, so EA has got their Origin um, 
whatever thing, their origin service. And they're talking about making that into a streaming service. And they're actually streaming that to multiple devices, including phones, uh, tablets, as well as consoles and PCs, of course. Now, when you say streaming service, you mean streaming games that you can play? Yeah, like literally you're playing whatever on your phone while out and about. You got a controller attached to your phone and you're playing FIFA on your phone. Interesting. I can do that already with uh, the restream on my phone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that we're doing, but EA's and and a lot of them too. I mean, Xbox, as we'll talk about later, is also really ramping up their games as a service thing. Uh, which um, I mean, subscription games. I mean, okay. So Shadow and Daymok, you both bought the Game Pass for Sea of Thieves at the time, and I think Shadow, I think you still got your Game Pass and you're using it for State of Decay. Well, I mean, still ten bucks a month. You figure State of Decay is thirty dollars. Um, sea of Thieves was what forty dollars. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, and that's my point is that you're getting some pretty quality games. I mean, Xbox is really, really pushing it hard. So I think EA is going to be pushing theirs really hard too. So I'm okay with it, especially when they said that they were going to be able to game from my mobile phone. So I could be I I use my Vita all the time to do PS4 remote play. Um, in fact, I was using it earlier today to grind out some coins on Destiny 2 because we were sitting down watching TV. And we were watching a cartoon movie, and I'm like, eh, I can pay attention to this kind of. Uh, so I threw on my Vita, and I was watching the movie while playing on my Vita, and it was working fantastic. I mean, I do that all the time. Now, do you guys worry about, like, I mean, it, it's cool, and it sounds great at first. So it's like, oh, I'll get this service, that service. Any fear that you're going to miss some good games because you're going to have to buy, like, every company's going to have their own service. And before you know it, you're forking out, like, a bill every month, like, $100, $200 every month just to keep up with the companies that you want to play those games. And it might be like one game a company. It's like I might not want to play all of EA stuff, but maybe one of their games and one of like say another company's games. But now I'm gonna have to have like 50 different subscriptions to keep track of. Yes, absolutely yes. It's gonna be the same thing. I've got Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Amazon Prime. That's already taken a good chunk out of, and that's just for, you know, TV and movies. Now we're going to the whole Xbox is doing it, which I got to give it to Microsoft. I'm not a huge Microsoft fanboy in any way whatsoever. I love that Xbox Game Pass. Mine is still going because $10 a month and I'm playing all the Xbox games on my PC, the stuff that I've been missing out on because I didn't want to fork over 60 bucks. Fantastic. EA is going to do it. You're going to see Ubisoft do it in a minute. Now I'm going to be forking over 30 plus dollars a month. And yeah. Sony's going to do it. And they got the exclusives. That's where. Nintendo's going to do it. That's it's where coming. I say I'm going to have to bow out of the gaming thing if they go that route. Because I simply can't afford to shell out gaming like it was a bill. Well, also keep in mind that you can still buy the games. Like, these guys got the Game Pass, but I bought Stated K2 for Daymok and you, Zyber. So, I mean, you can still buy the games that are out there. And what I really think is going to come from it, what I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing some really good things coming out of this. Because if you take a look at Netflix, you take a look at Hulu. So, when Netflix first came out, it was a, it was a DVD, DVDs to your door. And that was great. And then when they started doing that, they said, hey, we can stream these. They got into the streaming market, which was fantastic. It was the best move ever. Now that you're starting to see Netflix make more money, they're coming out with original content. 
So that money that they're funneling into Netflix, they're coming out with more content because it's a constant revenue stream. Now let's take third. Now one of the things I was, I forgot who I was talking to, but somebody had said, Hey, I'm glad to see that third parties are getting into this game pass. And I, my response to that was it's a no brainer. It's a constant revenue stream. Even if you say, let's say you put a game on there and you're getting a buck a month for that game, for one single game, that's still a buck a month that you weren't getting before. So let's say you still sell a bunch of games, but then you're getting that buck a month. Okay, well, your sales might go down, but you're still going to be getting that buck a month. And that buck a month is going to be constant there as long as your game is on Game Pass. So for third-party companies, it's a no-brainer. Now, it's probably more than a buck, or maybe it's less than a buck. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an analyst. Um, but for gaming companies in general, I think it's a no-brainer to do the gaming service thing. And really, for people like us... When we look at it from our point of view, what are the good things that are going to come out of it? Well, games like, let's say, Battlefield Five that come out, well, they're going to have a constant revenue stream. They don't have to sell DLC packs now. They're basically We're basically paying an MMO price, you know, an MMO subscription, but to games all over the place. So that, that money's being spread out all over the place. And now we don't have to, you know, maybe it takes a little longer for the DLC to come out. Okay, so what? So it took... A year and a half instead of a year for us to get a, a good quality DLC. All right, so what? We still got a DLC out of it. I mean, I like it in the sense that you can choose between buying a game or buying a service. And when they... I mean, Xbox is going to add and take things off of it. There's no doubt about that. Sea of Thieves is not going to be on there in two years. I have a feeling they're going to take that off because it's a big title. Um or it's not going to be on there for two years. They may put it back on intermittently and stuff like that when new stuff comes out. But it also, you know, teases people into, well, I want to buy the game so that way I know I always have it. And then things like Battlefield, I considered doing it because now I'm looking at it like a lot of games, like Destiny. and all. I look at all the games I play and it's just like, well, I don't play Destiny all the time. I don't play this all the time. So if there was a service where most of my games are on that's convenient and maybe I can cancel one and then get back on it the next few months when Destiny starts picking up again or when, you know, uh, Battlefield, like, there there was a month where we, my buddies and I, we played nothing but Battlefield 4. Like, Battlefield 1's out, but we're, like, we're going back to 4 because we like 4. And so, like, my all the money I spent on Battlefield 1... It's kind of looking like a waste. Like, I enjoyed the campaign. It was great and everything. But for 60 bucks, for not really playing as much of the camp, uh, the multiplayer is, you know, it's kind of a loss. So there's some give and take with this stuff. And it's all about how much time you have to game. And I think you nailed something right there, too. I mean, there's nothing stopping you from saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to back out of Game Pass this month and I'm going to go with EA's thing. About just out of curiosity, guys, about how many games a month or how much do you spend a month on just buying individual games? Oh, boy. Oh. All right. I could say this month alone, only being the beginning, I've probably just spent $300 on games. I was going to say, with the games that I've bought for people as well, yeah, it's probably about two or 300 bucks. I'm probably looking at, on an average, about $100. And that's only because, like, sometimes there's a game out and I'm buying it. And then sometimes I have stuff like this where, like, I bought a Pokemon game and that's 40 bucks, And then I bought this Ghost Recon game. That's 20 bucks, And then I bought State of Decay and that's another 30 bucks. But, like, it, it's really, it hasn't, it's 
like during peak months it'll be up but then otherwise i try to keep that low well also keep in mind one thing about these services too so they're just giving you the base game so for instance let's say you purchase in on a service that let's say bungie has a service and you get destiny so you're not getting any of the dlcs you're getting the base game so you're still paying for dlcs later on down the road or you're paying for loot boxes or you're paying for any other downloadable content that might be out there. So companies are still going to get that residual income from that as well. So I think my point is actually is that we're all already spending a, a bill or two a month on games. Yeah. So this actually might be a good uh, money saver. Yeah, it might. I'm not. I just play The Witcher. <laughs> except, it, it, except Shadow down there. He, he doesn't count. Yeah, I'm easily spending two to $300 a month. Yeah. Uh, my Steam library has so many games on it, and I don't think I've played 10% of them. All right, well, we got we got a lot more to go into, so let's kick into some of the other stuff that came out of the EA show, which uh, there was a new FIFA coming. I mean, that was expected. If, if you didn't expect that, that was coming. Um, if, you, know, you, you, all give, you all give that, but FIFA's actually a really popular game. I mean, it's, it's a really, really popular game. I'm not it surprised. More next <laughs> I, year. I, I, I just did distract us a little bit on my rant on this with EA. This is what I want EA to do. Video games in the beginning. Sports games at the end. That's how I want them to run the show. I don't want them to shuffle them. I don't want them to mix it. I want all the sports stuff back here at the end. I want all the other stuff, the indie games, the shooters, the RPGs. I want all that stuff at the beginning. Because in all honesty, I don't care squat about sports. And I think a lot of the big sports fans don't even watch EA, like the E3 press conference. I think the sports gamers just play the games. Like, cause I've talked to some people. Like, so did you watch that? That was at E. That was at E3. Like, well, what's E3? All right. Sorry to get a little derailed here, but D, did you get another cat? <laughs> I did. Yes. Brought him home today. I was about to say, did your kid scare the cat white? That's also a possibility, but no, it's a new cat. Well, there was also, speaking of indie games from EA, there was a, a title, and I don't know who caught it, and just, like, speak up if you did, but Unravel 2. Anybody catch that? Yes. Oh, God, Unravel. A, so sad. Yeah, of that depressing I game. I like the first one. It it looks really, really good. I mean, it looks like a very, very pretty game. It is, but I feel like it's going to be another sad story. Oh, dude, I wait wait until we get into Xbox One. Jesus, wait until we get to that, that part. Yeah, Unravel is definitely a box of tissues game. Yeah, because you start off losing your spark, and you get your spark by basically joining up with another like character, another string character. And it's really cool because it's, it's a total co-op game, and you can play co-op as a single player, but it's a total co-op game. It's meant for two people. I love that about some of their, the small games like uh, Ubisoft did one, Child of Light. I like those little, like, they're not really complex games. Like they're not like fast paced, like gotta gotta you know like move around and all this stuff, but they're like simple. The stuff that's like you can bring someone in who doesn't play video games a, a lot into, and they'll still enjoy it. Yeah, because they're beautiful. Like that's the one thing that they got going for them is that they are absolutely gorgeous. They just they nail it. Um, it's you know two dimensional side scrolling whatever, but it is a absolutely gorgeous game. Um, and there's another one coming up when we talk about Xbox that I'll get into too, but that's going to be a side, that's going to be a, a rant for a minute. Uh, the other game that came out, Sea of Solitude. Uh, did you guys Ooh, catch that? Yeah. yeah, the the premise of it is that... Yeah, that one looks good. Uh, uh, 
I think that was the one where the woman was just so bloody excited about being there. She was just like, oh, my God, I'm here at E3. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, the the premise of it is that uh, when, you know, people stop, I think it was like having connections with others, we turn into monsters. Is that what was it? I think something like that. I think it was something like that. It really, like, looking at it. Being different in loneliness. Yeah, looking at That's- it, I, f- I had a real, like, Catherine feel to it. Do you guys remember that game, Catherine? Like, it felt like that when I first saw it. I was like, wow, this really just looks and feels like Catherine. And then I started watching some more of the gameplay. I'm like, oh, no, okay. That's it's a little bit different. But that was like the first game that came to mind when I watched it. And the last title that came out, which nobody here is going to care about, is NBA Live 2019. They announced oh, it. Oh, freaking sweet. <laughs> you fucker. So NBA Live 2019 is coming out for me. Um, that was their big thing. The real big thing that they, they focused on that I thought a lot was also, crap, I forgot about the one thing. So Battlefield. And I know I'm, I'm already, I can already feel the eye rolls coming from you guys. They announced a battle royale for Battlefield. Not surprised. Now, now hold on. Now, before, before you're like, oh, God, this sucks. What I want you to think about first is Battlefield, Frostbite Engine, Battle Royale. Destructible, I think it's a- destructible buildings. How many people you can have on those friggin' maps? Like how many people a Frostbite Engine can just support? How gorgeous the Frostbite engine looks. I mean... It has potential. It really does. If anybody, I'm excited about that. If anybody can do it, I really think the Frostbite engine is the place to do it in. Now, Fortnite, don't get me wrong. I like Fortnite. Fortnite's cool. I like PUBG. But PUBG is, is, is basically it's a static game. There's no destruction of, of really any kind except for like doorways and shit like that and like some vehicles. Um, Fortnite has got destruction. You can basically destroy everything, but it's, it's cartoony destruction. It's, it's like Minecraft destruction. Battlefield, like you take out the bottom layer of a building and the entire building collapses. Fortnite's still going to win. Battlefield's not going to touch it only because Fortnite has that cartoony, not overly bloody look to it. Most parents are actually paying a little bit more attention to what their kids are playing and I think Fortnite's going to overtake it. I watched the reveal. I watched them talk about why they were adding it. Yes, they're trying to capitalize on PUBG and Fortnite. I don't think they're going to come close to Fortnite. And PUBG is going down. No, it isn't. PUBG is still the top played game on Twitch and Mixer. It is still going down slightly in numbers. We'll see. Dude, Fortnite's still going to take it. Dude, pub, PUBG, gonna say. Is, is, PUBG is still very, very strong. Battletoads 2019. Oh, wow. Don't talk about that yet. Okay. So Fortnite is, you know, it's free. So it's it's numbers are higher than PUBG from the last time I heard. As far as Battlefield doing this thing, I think it's great because, you know, like whenever you can have like an all out war zone, like of like, instead of being like a 12 on 12 match, like I like these giant, huge battles. Like that's great. Those are enjoyable to me. And then the idea of, you know, like having an entire destructible environment, it makes it even more realistic and even better. So is if they're not like trying to like completely beat out a game that's not them, like PUBG and Fortnite does just that. Battlefield does more than just that. They do a campaign and they do other multiplayer aspects. And I think this is going to help them but I don't think this is what they're going to be known for, for this game. Okay, I lied. As of right now, Fortnite is higher than PUBG on Twitch. So I apologize. I lied on that. When I checked, like, 
a week ago, PUBG was still up. It's uh, it's been a big thing because one, parents are if, for years and years they haven't, but parents now are paying more attention. And Fortnite, with the cartoony, non-bloody violence, is doing a lot better. And of course, as it has been mentioned, it's free. It is free. That is a big, big thing there. That is free. But I'm really, really hopeful for the Battle Royale with Battlefield Five, uh, just because I am a huge, I'm like, I'm just a, a, a groupie for the Frostbite engine. I, I, I fucking love that engine. And I'm really excited to see them utilize it for more than just a straight up Battlefield game. I'd like to see them utilize it for, for more stuff. Like Unravel 2? Pardon? Unravel 2, Frostbite Engine? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why it looks gorgeous. And I'm really super excited for it. Completely destructible environments. <laughs> A little yarn guy holding an M, you know, an M60, just... Yeah, man, you need an M4 if you're going to be doing destructible environments. Hmm? I just thought of something really cool for, for a game. You could have a flat earth and be a cat and see how much shit you can knock off the flat earth. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That'd be a great use of that engine. <laughs> All right, so. Asshole cat. Next step to get into, because I mean, we, we just there's just so much to talk about. It's just fucking crazy. The last thing that they came up with on EA was Anthem. Now, unless you're living under a rock, you've heard of Anthem. I live under a rock. What the fuck? Oh, thank God. I've still heard of Anthem. I've still heard of Anthem. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. Like, I, I was actually, like, my heart actually went boop and stopped beating for that split second. Uh, seriously, though, what's Anthem? All right. And Zyber had a weird disconnect issue. Sorry about that, guys. Um, all right. For anybody who happens to be living under a friggin' rock. No, no. I, I talked about Anthem last year when uh, I was covering E3. Okay. Thank God. Okay. So for, for anybody who happens to not know what Anthem is, okay, Anthem is EA's new game that's coming out. Uh, it's basically you're in what are they called? Javelins. They're basically like miniature mech suits, uh, kind of like power suits, kind of think of power armor from uh, f from Fallout. So you jump in these things, and it's a huge, gorgeous environment. You're taking on monsters. Think of EA's kind of attack on Destiny, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. Um, it looks beautiful. There's supposedly a storyline to it. I'm, I'm waiting to see, because every time they come out with these new games, they, they tote story, and it ends up being like, you know, the, the fungus underneath my big toenail. So I'm, I'm super excited for Anthem. Um, what they've shown so far, and they really are showing very, very little, but it's definitely a co-op game. It's definitely got, uh, you know, it's definitely got that, um, shit, what the way to describe it? It's, it's not quite Mass Effect feel. It's definitely third person, so you're going to be doing third person style. From what I've seen so far, the thing that's really, really, uh, bugging me is that all the combat that I've seen out of it, the combat looks so clunky. And I'm, I'm really worried about it. Like, that's the one thing. Like, Destiny, when it came out, the combat was fun. When it first came out way forever ago, the original Destiny, and even Destiny 2, the combat is fun. The mechanics are fun. Anthem looks clunky. But I have faith, because BioWare is working on it. So I do have faith. They have a good track record. They do, except for Andromeda. Was yeah, but I'm sure they've learned some lessons from that. I mean, they've got a pretty strong record, so at least it's it's not like it's you know 
a really iffy company. I mean, they have a pretty good longstanding, so I've got some faith, hopefully. But who is I'm really looking forward for? to this. You have to keep that in mind also. Who does they, Bio work for? They've always worked for them, though. They've still done pretty good. Yeah. So I hear yeah. what you're saying, but the last thing that Bioware brought to the table, the last big thing, I should say, was Andromeda. And let's be honest, no matter how much you like the Mass Effect series, Andromeda was a piece of shit. It, it, it really... It really was a piece of shit. You know, even if you take, like, like, god damn, I'm trying to think of something redeeming out of that damn game. Like, the story was shit. You know, just, it's it's a pain. It, it, it was a horrible game, and I hate to say it, because I love Bioware. I really do. It it was a turd. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It was a runny turd. It was a big old runny turd. But I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Now, I'm probably not going to jump balls deep into Anthem like I did with Destiny and Destiny 2. But what about you guys? You get you get an anthem? You think you're thinking about it? Pre-ordering? Going to buy it when it comes out? I'm, I'm seriously thinking about it. I, I'm looking forward to that. So um, I think that's a yes for me. Uh, for me, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch how things progress. I may decide to get EA access because this is apparently going to be on there. This is um, going to be one of their flagship games on there. That's going to get people to buy it. And I'm going to try it because it could be good or it could go the other way. And I'm kind of right now, if you had, if I had to, if it comes out tomorrow, from what I've seen, I'd go with EA Access right now just to try it out, see if I'm going to love it or not. Games as a service. Zybra, I, I see a big old butt frown face on you. Yeah, I have EA Access. I have EA Access, but I'm not like looking forward to it really. Um, I'll download it, give it a solid go, but I'm not, right now, I don't think I'm going to enjoy it. I, uh, I honestly can't say that I've been able to finish the trailer. It didn't appeal to me in any way, shape, or form. I got lost about halfway through it and was like, I don't know what this is about, and yep, cut it off. So maybe I'll finish the trailer and look into it and might be okay. Oh, well, Blue, why don't you, uh, why don't you, why don't you talk about that? I missed that completely. It it was something they did, and I kind of bounced around EA's um, press con- uh, press conference for E3 while playing a video game. But I, when I heard Star Wars, I I rewound and I listened to this. They they sat next to a guy in the audience, and his name evades me right now. Um, and he's they're developing a game, which could have been like. Um, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed three, kind of from what it sounds like, it takes place after um, Episode three, Revenge of the Sith, and it's called uh, Star Wars: um, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and it's a brand new action adventure game which tells an original Star Wars story around a surviving Padawan set shortly after the events of Revenge of the Sith, and it'll be releasing holiday 2019 so they really don't have much for it but they mentioned it and i got excited you know i got excited too because the guy also said you will be wielding a lightsaber and man i love my lightsaber games oh yeah but isn't it called uh jedi fallen order i think is the name right mm-hmm. yeah it's it's right after um um spoilers for those of you who haven't seen it 
um, Darth Vader goes and kills all the Padawans in the Jedi Temple, and this is a surviving Padawan that you're following their story. So I guess yeah, I just brought it up. Yeah, I just brought it up. It looks like it's between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Yeah, so it's right in that dark time where it's like full on uh, Darth Vader murder rage. So it's also in the same timeline as Force Unleashed. Yeah, but of course, as we all know, Disney was like, uh, that stuff's not canon anymore. Yeah, they basically said, fuck Force Unleashed, which sucked because I really enjoyed Force Unleashed. They took a canon to the canon. Yes, they did. All right, so now we got to kick into because we're, we're, we've got so much figure to go into, and this is going to be a super long episode, and I'm sorry for everybody, but Xbox. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa Never whoa, apologize whoa. for length. She likes it. Oh. Well, then this is going to be a super short episode and curved a lot <laughs> to the left. The um, Peronis is real with you, my son. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, this is like pissing around corners curved. Uh, <laughs> God, I love making fun of myself. So Xbox, <laughs> just actually not too long ago from this recording, they had their conference. So did, did everybody at least get a chance to watch a little bit of it? Yes. All right. So. Missed every minute. The Okay, then, Blue Shark, this is going to be a whole big bag of spoilers for you. We're going to touch on some highlights here. One big thing, the first thing that they fired off with, which was. Halo. Halo Infinite. Uh, it looks good. I, I like what they sh- they showed of it. It was just a quick trailer. It wasn't mm. a lot. There wasn't a lot of meat to it. But Halo Infinite, um, the one thing that, like. It started off, and it was kind of confusing at first, but then all of a sudden you started seeing the rings. And then, of course, the dead giveaway was you saw Master Chief's helmet sitting next to the Spartan's leg, and then all of a sudden it went up like it was going on his head. So it looks good. I have to go back and play some of the Halos. I think uh, three I have to go back and play, and four? Was there Halo 4? Wow. Yeah, and I'm five. way behind. All the way back to Bungie Studio? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I know. I got a ways to go. But... I, I know where I can get them for gaming as a service, so it works out well. Hmm. But did they put the last one on PC? Still. Well, no, the original Halo is mm. on PC. Yeah. Aren't, aren't they going in the direction, like, Microsoft's big push has been that Windows 10, Xbox. Yeah. And that's what, I, I hate Microsoft normally, because I'm not a Microsoft fanboy in any way. But I'm so excited to see that. I want to play Halo on my PC because I feel like I'm missing so many games and they're pushing that direction hardcore. Yeah, I like I, that buy it once, play it twice mentality that they're going into because, you know, sometimes you ha- have a computer that's really nice and then you realize, oh, it's really not nice. I guess I have to use my uh, Xbox One now. Wow, it sounds like, uh, sounds like you're talking from experience on that. Uh, did you play State of Decay <laughs> and that happened? Absolutely. <laughs> I think they might do this play it anywhere style. I I, I I mean, if Microsoft controls 343 like I believe they do, that they are the puppet master, um, I, I think there's a good push because I think they've, it's only been a recent push and it hasn't been a push that existed when they had the last Halo Guardians game come out. No, I'm really excited about it, and I really hope that Microsoft does go down that route because they've been doing it a lot, like State of Decay, uh, Sea of Thieves, a lot of the good, like, and granted, those aren't, like, the huge blockbuster games, but they're really good games, and I like that direction. Yeah, 
going also going a little bit further back into this new Halo game, just the teaser of it makes me happy because I know people talk about Halo Guardians being a crappy game. And yeah, kind of yes or no. I, I kind of agree. I'm one of those people that gets pissed when they get into something and then all of a sudden season finale and then that's the end of the series because they ran out of funding i know that happened a lot to me as a kid so like just if this game alone just closes that story and then everything else about it sucks ass i will a part of me will be very very happy i could agree with that closure on a game series is just necessary it's kind of like do you guys play lord of shadows okay so like there was the original lord of shadows that came out and then they had the Game Boy Advance or, or DS version or whatever. And, like, I really felt like they were supposed to have 30 games in that. But something definitely happened. But when Lord of, Lords of Shadow 2 came out, they gave you a nice closure to that game. Like, they gave you a nice closure to the series where it 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 left you with a, oh, this is good. I feel okay with this. Like, the end of the first one, you're like, oh, my God, I need more. There's got to be more. And then you get the DLC and you're like, oh my god, there's gotta be more! And then they close it out with Lords of Shadow 2, which I loved. Not like what they did with fucking Dead Space, leaving you freaking hanging there like a goddamn berry on the vine. Yeah, moment of silence for that. Yeah, unfortunately that moment of silence is going to be edited out in post because I truncate silence and it gets rid of all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, yeah, man, I just, I, I'm super excited about Halo. Um, because I really want to get back into that. And to be perfectly honest, I got to get done with school because then I can really kick back into some games. But the next game that they showed, or that I cognitively remember them seeing, keep in mind that I'm drunk a lot, uh, Oni 2. Now you guys, you guys played, and I'm saying it right, Oni in the Blind Forest, or is it Ori? Ori in the Blind Forest. there's an R in there. Um, I didn't catch that. I missed it because I kind of skipped around because I was traveling, so I missed that, so that does get me excited right now. I... Yes, I have that on my list of... I can't uh, lie, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it ready, a three-quarter chubby. Yeah, I have that on my list. One of yeah. the games I really want to check out. Ori, if you haven't played the original Ori, um, it's a side-scroller. You play as basically the spirit of the forest, and it is an absolutely just fucking gorgeous game. Uh, D actually bought that for me, and we've, we've, we've talked about it before on the show, and... It's an absolutely gorgeous game, but in the intro to the whole friggin' game, and you know what? I'm a fucking nerd, and you know what? I also have a friggin' heart for some reason. I actually shed a tear at the beginning of that damn game, and there's no words whatsoever in the fucking game, except for some some words you read and some weird language that the tree's talking to you in, but that game, like, really, really fucking hit me, and, and it even hit me worse because I played it once. And I played through the beginning once. I'm like, ah, oh, that's not so bad. Then my daughter wanted to play it because she saw me playing it. So she sat down. She's got the controller in her hand. She starts watching the intro. She doesn't make it past the damn intro. And she starts weeping like a goddamn kid. Oh, well, she's a fucking kid. So, of course, she weeps like a kid. Anyway, so she starts bursting into freaking tears. And now I'm watching it. And I've got her tearing up. And I'm like, well, fuck. Now I can't hold back. So now I'm crying again watching the same damn thing twice. I know we don't do that a, uh, a lot on the show. But I would actually be very confident saying this is a must play for anybody that has um pc xbox it, it is a must play i would say yeah it's a great game it's a side scroller it's very well done and it is absolutely freaking gorgeous 
And it plays really smooth on very, very modest uh, equipment. You must be talking about the Blind Forest. I'm sorry, I had to pee real quick. Nope, that's exactly what we're talking about. They're coming out with part two. Nope, can't play. What? I cried like a bitch all through the beginning of the first <laughs> I did, one. I did the same thing. Can't do it. I cried so hardcore. I cried twice with my damn daughter. Oh, but it looks gorgeous. In fact, I was surprised because I thought the original one looked fantastic. When I saw the, the the gameplay that they had for the second one, and it looked better, I, I I was just I was floored. I guess I'm heartless. Then I didn't drop a tear. No, and you know what? Some people don't like. Some people when they play video games, they can just completely separate themselves. But man, and spoiler alert: if you don't want to know about it, freaking turn off for the next thirty seconds. But when that big dude dies, when he's taking care of that poor, th- when he's taking care of a uh, Ori, and he freaking dies, I, I literally, I, I had to pause, get up, be like, all right, I gotta collect myself here. Then I came back and started playing. But I was like, man, that is just how could a game that doesn't have any friggin' words in it hit me that hard? Just, it boggled me at the time. It just completely boggled me. It's, it's kind of ironic. Like, uh, you know, talking about me, it's like you know, see the movies and everything else. The sad movies, nothing. All the sad media, nothing. You know, shoot a terrorist in the face. Yeah, soldier, play that game and. <laughs> Tears. I'm not crying. You're crying. So anyway, exactly. Or uh, Ori two or Oni two or whatever the hell it is. I'm, I'm messing it up. Um, the next one that came out, and I'm, I'm messing this name up, I know, because I, I, I was jotting down as quickly as I could, but it's a samurai game by Activision, Sikeno, Sikono, yeah, uh, I'm messing it up. Supposedly it's an old game that they're- Securio. Securio, thank you so much. So, supposedly it's an old game that's coming back. I, I honestly have never heard of this game, so has anybody heard of this? I have. Nope. I actually have not. Okay, Zyber, if you've heard of it, tell us about it. What, 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 what is this game about? Um, I've heard of it. That's, that's about it. All right. Well, that was a great description there. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's about samurais. <laughs> On Storywatch? I thought it was Dynasty Warrior, to be perfectly honest. Like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's Dynasty I thought Warrior. It was a, I thought it was another Shinobi when I first saw it uh, on this uh, E3 the next game that came out that they announced, Bethesda came out on stage, and they were talking about Fallout 76. I was just about to start. I mean, that it's supposed to be four times bigger than the previous game. Which is freaking astounding. That That's that's mind-boggling. I mean, that's like, that's a damn lot of gigabytes right there. And it starts 20 years after the bombs drop. Well, one of the cool things I saw that was in the trailer was dude was in power armor freaking watching the bombs go off. Just standing there like... Shit's going down. I'm going to die anyways, but I'm going to watch this shit. And then later, as the trailer goes on, you actually get people passing by, which looks like that same power armor suit sitting on the ground and just, like, it's there. In, what, ten minutes is when Bethesda takes the stage, and we'll probably get to find out a little bit more about it. It's going to be good, though. It looks like it's going to be lush green environments. Did you guys watch the... uh I forget his name. He makes a documentary, and uh, he did the whole thing on Fallout. He talked to the studio, and he forgot to blur out on his Patreon account the screen when he was talking to the devs. And you get to see a little bit of the game where they're scrolling around the character, and then he quickly fixed it, but it's still out there. No, I didn't catch that. I got to look that up. Well, also, one quick thing I got to get into, because I I think the guy's name is Phil Spencer. He's on the on the screen named Phil Spencer. Um, dude, this guy looks like uh, Josh Brolin's little brother. 
Like, seriously. <laughs> Uncle Phil. Dude, seriously, he looked like Josh Brolin's little brother. I'm looking at him, I'm going, man, you'd like take out an eye and give a robot arm. This guy could be like Cable Jr. here. Yeah. Um, next one that came out, and this one I am so friggin' excited about because it's the one thing I've been asking for, the single thing. What, what was the one thing that I said when they announced Kingdom Hearts 3? What was the one thing I asked for? A date. A day. A specifically, a My day. My birthday. January 29th, 2019. It has been announced. Now, they might push it back. I don't care, though. They've given me a day. My nipples got hard. I finished. I had the wet naps handy. We're good to go. Now, the kick-ass part is that they in, in the trailer, did you guys catch Oh, it? yeah, the Frozen stuff, man. Not yet. Dude, Elsa running right across, literally running across. They catch Elsa as she's already freaked out, and she's running across, freezing the lake, and she's going off into the friggin' Icelands. I like the monsters in the mountain. Is it the music? Shadow. Just let it go. Uh, See, now the one thing I want to see, though, I really, I desperately want to see, and I know it's not going to be in there, but I'm still going to say I want to see it. I want to see in the Tangled level... I want to see your keyblade being a frying pan. That is genius. I like that. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Damn right. What a, What about the idea now that Star Wars has been thrown into this? Getting to wield a lightsaber keyblade. Dude, I'm all for it. Dude, you know me. I love my lightsaber games. Yep. But yeah, I'm also excited the fact that they're announcing a date. And hopefully they're not going to push it back more. Eh, they may, and as much as I bitch about wanting a, a complete game, I just hate to hear them like, it's coming out soon, it's coming out soon, we've got a date, we're delaying this game. I'd hate to hear that. Hey, they can add a, uh, for those of uh, everybody that has VR, they can add a VR level to Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Keyblade lightsaber battles. That would be good. So, uh, shall I expect a nice birthday present not that nice <laughs> i gotta get me some of that first <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm gonna give you a reach around uh, hey i'll take a reach around keyblade circumcision via keyblade ow, ow. yeah so it's um i mean i'm, I'm super excited i, I mean I'm a, I'm a kingdom hearts fan i thought I, I remember breaking my toe the first time i played kingdom hearts uh over at gur's house Friggin' sat down Indian style, got my toe caught on the, on a sock and broke my toe and still played Kingdom Hearts. It was friggin' fantastic. And did you see that they're bringing the gummy ship back? Thank goodness. I love the gummy ship. It's my favorite part. I've heard so many people be like, I hated the gummy ship. I'm like, dude, I friggin' love the gummy ship. I, I don't know how I feel about this gummy ship yet because I've never played a Kingdom Hearts game. I got oh shit, we just lost Blue there. That's uh, That sucks. <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry, Blue. Uh, I guess we'll catch you back in a general chat. This will be my first Kingdom Hearts game. I think there's going to be a knock on his door soon with a guy dressed in black. No, man, we got to get you to play some Kingdom Hearts beforehand. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I've I've watched all the the YouTube videos on the entire story, so like I've got an idea of where it's all at. Oh, all right, then you're good. So I know that much. I'm just looking forward to actually playing this now. All right, so the next couple things that they came out with on the Xbox conference, um, I'm just going to brief, uh, briefly blast over these just because there's not a lot to talk about, but Sea of Thieves has got a July expansion and a September expansion coming up. So they announced that. That's cool. I like what they're doing with Sea of Thieves. 
So one of the big things that they're doing with uh, another big thing that they said was Battlefield, and they gave a little bit more on the story for Battlefield Five because they're having a story um, portion of it. Really wasn't that much extra. It looks good, but there's really not much to talk about there. The next game that came out, though, I'm kind of excited about because I'm a huge racing fan. Forza Horizon. My wife and I'll be playing that. It's coming out. She's a big racing car fan, too. Super excited about it. And they had a hovercraft in it. I'm telling you, that was a friggin' G.I. Joe hovercraft without the missile launchers. Or was it the uh, themed hovercraft from... um Jackie Chan movie, the uh, Rumble in the Bronx, where they run over the guy at the end? Oh, maybe it was. Because there's no guns. You're right. Maybe it was. But that, but aren't, honestly, that was the actual hovercraft from G.I. Joe, just without the guns. Aren't they, uh, like they going to bring in the Tesla models into the game this year as well? Uh, we saw the McLarens. Uh, we definitely saw the McLarens. We saw Nissans. Um, we saw. Are they going to drive themselves and into stuff? Maybe. <laughs> Connected well, I mean, vehicle. If you're looking at it, I mean, Tesla's really up and coming with the cars and their acceleration rates. It's ridiculous. And uh, yeah, you put those cars in the loose. Has anybody been in a Tesla besides me? An old one. No. An old electric no. Tesla on a racetrack. Unfortunately. I've seen them, but I've never actually gotten to get inside one. Oh, oh God. Like instant power to the wheels. That thing just takes off. Look on YouTube with some of the racing videos. They're beating some of the top supercars. It's amazing. I would love to see Forza come out. With, is it Forza? Forza? Forza. Whatever it is. Yeah, I want to see that have some Tesla models in it big time. Yeah, the big thing about the electric cars, and they've had electric cars in simulator games before. Um, the big thing about electric cars, especially uh, the, the one thing that was that was told to me and you ex- I experienced right away, was when you put your foot on the pedal, 100% of the power is right there. There's no rev up to it. So you put your foot down, you have, if, if it's 500 horsepower, you put your foot down to the bottom, it's 500 horsepower right there. So it's not, you don't drive it like a normal gasoline engine. You put your foot down slowly and it revs up and basically you have to kind of push your foot forward and rev it up with it um, because there is no actual rev up. I just Googled this and it's confirmed that the Tesla vehicles are going to be in Forza Horizon 3. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. I wouldn't doubt that uh, those cars will be some sort of special package you have to buy. Maybe. It might be. I really hope not. Uh, You want to put them as part of the base game, but yeah, I just wanted to see if they were going to include the Tesla cars since, you know, they are just beating almost everything so far. Uh, the next thing that they really came out with was that they absorbed a whole bunch or they brought a whole bunch of uh, gaming studios underneath Microsoft now. One of them actually being uh, Playground Games, which makes Forza. So also the people that made State of Decay 2, uh, Undead Games, I think was what it was called. They've also been brought under them. So hopefully that means that they are going to get a little bit more capital and they're going to be able to, you know, get some money backing and make some good, make some really good games in the case of state of K state of decay Two, main company. Uh, maybe they'll have some backing to make a glitch free game or at least, a you know, make it more glitch free than it is now. The next thing that they came out with, um, we're just going to briefly go over. This is the tales of Vesperia. Did I say that right? Vesperia. Vesperia. Yep. The definitive edition. Yeah. Which means it'll have all the DLC and everything else. It'll have a complete, you know, probably some cutout stuff put in. Yeah. 
which the original came out on Xbox 360. And the Tales games are very, very popular. Uh, I love them. I, I've, I I absolutely love them. I've collected almost all of them. Yeah, they're fantastic. Same I here. can't say that I'm super huge into them, only because JRPGs went, you know, went a real different direction that I can really dig into nowadays. Uh, not to say that I, I, I won't sit down and play them someday, but they're just not top of my list right now. But D, uh, tell us about the tell us about that game. Give it, give us a little synapse of it if you can. Oh God, it's been so long since I played it. I've played so many of them now. <laughs> I'm going to be confusing all kinds of parts of that with everything else. Well, tell us about the Tales game in general, like the Tales games. Well, the Tales games. I mean, they're pretty much yeah, like a JRPG, but they're a little bit different with the battle system. It's not like strict turn based. You do have some interaction in the game, like as you're hitting buttons, they pull off certain combos while you're doing it, and you have multiple characters and stuff. So. It's not typical turn-based, just straight there. So that's that's a lot of fun, and they they do offer some great exploration and um, a lot of good characters, a lot of good character designs. Some of them fell a little flat, but a lot of them actually really developed the characters uh, pretty well. Very nice, very nice. Well, very cool. So that's going to be coming out, and we hope to see some more about that as the days come out. That give it a, a date, I don't think. Next game that came out, which we know this is going to be everywhere. Uh, if you listen to Bombshell Jackets um, with Remy and Tinks, Division 2, taking place in D.C. It uh, it looks nice. It looks solid. But you know what? Ubisoft has pulled the wool over eyes before. Not to sound skeptical, but the original Division, man, did it look really, really good when they revealed it. But then when it came out, it was kind of... It's kind of a big... Broken? Yeah, big hot mess. Yeah. I haven't been uh, excited for Division 2 because of that first one. Yeah, you know, they've done a lot with Division, and I like it. One thing that I saw in this... Now, I'm hoping that they keep it in there. One thing that I saw about this, and one of my biggest complaints with the Division, and you guys stop me if I'm I'm wrong, if, if you say, well, no, this isn't an issue, how they just treated people like bullet sponges. Like, you get up to a boss, and you just... You just keep throwing rounds at them, and it's like, well, why is this dude taking so much damage? Well, in in the Division 2, they get up to one of those big, hairy bosses, the yellow bars that have a whole shit ton of uh, health. As you start damaging him, parts of his armor start falling off. So it actually gives you kind of more of a, oh, this is why he's a bullet sponge. I'm knocking off pieces of his armor, and that's why he's actually doing damage. That makes a little bit more sense, and that's actually cooler, too, because as you do damage, you knock pieces off, and he absorbs more damage in that... That actually makes logical sense, and at least, you know, you could see your progress. But the first one was just like, okay, I've given you a suit of lead armor now <laughs> from all the bullets I've sprayed you with. Exactly. Exactly. Like, the like the first one in the, I think it's the mall, it's the guy who's sitting up top, he's sniping you. I mean, he's not wearing anything special. He's just a dude standing there. I plugged him in the head so many friggin' times that he should have been dead. That. It's like females' uh, G- uh, GRPG armor. Yeah, I've got excellent, excellent uh, damage. You can't even hit me. You can whack me in the stomach, the head. Oh, you're not even touching me. But it's a bikini. <laughs> what, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I don't. I like that idea that they're doing that. But I mean, like, it's like ripping headshots into these guys. Like, make them wear a helmet. I mean, like, make it, make it so that this is actually like visually like makes sense why it's taking so long to kill them. At least some damn goggles, yeah. But <laughs> like some some mechanics to throw into this thing that makes the boss harder without adding all that 
bullet sponge health would also be have been a good idea. Yeah, that was my biggest gripe with the division is that you jump in there, you're taking somebody out, you get some of the higher level guys, and like, cause, okay, so I go back to Rainbow Six, the original Rainbow Six that I played. And when you play Rainbow Six, it's basically you walk in, it's a tactical shooter, blap, blap, boom, person's down. You know, one or two sprays of bullets, usually one, person drops. Guy's got body armor on, maybe it's two, person drops. So when I heard Tom Clancy's Division coming out, I really had that feeling of, okay, this is going to be a tactical shooter. All right, this is fantastic. Then when I got into it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I am pumping clip after clip into this dude, and he's not dropping. He's not even, like, phasing. That was my one gripe. Yeah. But now when I saw the trailer for this, I feel a little bit better about it. It still feels like there's still bullet sponges, but I feel a little bit better about it. Yeah, that's that was uh, my issue with uh, the division. It was like magazine after magazine dumping into these fuckers, and they don't drop. When you and I, uh, well, you, um, John Z, my friend uh, Will from work, were playing that one night. We were dumping magazine after magazine into these fuckers, and they would not drop. And that was kind of a thing that was pissing me off. It's like you're just sh- it's like you're fighting Deadpool to no avail. Yeah, exactly. And, and you have to and you have to dig out extra ammo to make up for that, you know, out of your prison wallet. And all he needs is the eleven bullets. Just throw that vape pen at him, and he'll die. That's right. I'll throw. Or at least it'll pen. vastly weaken him. He'll grow a man bun. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with no. man buns? It, it's uh, it's too little, too late. The Division 2 is going to be the same as the Division 1. Yeah, cool. Now you're going to see a little bit of progress when they're doing the bullet sponging. But it's... I'm sorry. I didn't enjoy the Division. I only played it for about two hours and gave up on it entirely. I never finished it. Yeah. I I don't think they're going to do anything. You see a little bit of progress, but they're still bullet sponges. It's like quasi-justification for bullet sponging. Exactly. I kind of feel the same way, so I'm not excited. I like what Damoc just said, if it actually comes true. I have a feeling that just like all the progress Destiny 1 made with all the fixes, mm-hmm. all the patches, all the listening to the community does not show up in Destiny 2. I fear that in Division 2, all the patches, all the things that the community's talked about is not going to show up in Division 2. But I hope Or they'll justify I'm the wrong. bullet sponge stuff. They'll have you do, oh, you get to take off armor and all this stuff, but then the the health bars will be twice as long as the fucking first one. Probably. But I hope that they, they've paid attention and, like, all the fixes we've done in D1 need to be in D2. I hope so. I like, hope they don't pull a Destiny where they really just, they make a game and they think they got it and it's just, it's a complete fuck up. And they're just end up backpedaling the whole time. I really hope they don't do that. But time will tell. Yes, it shall. Next thing that they came up with, and now they they brought this up a bunch, but I'm just highlighting it right now, the Game Pass. Xbox is really, really pushing their Game Pass really hardcore, and with good reason. They're putting some top-notch titles in that Game Pass, including, and, and we already said we didn't like it, but it's still including, it's still a pretty good game, there's still a big following, including The Division, but also including Fallout 4. Hmm. So... The Game Pass, fantastic. Microsoft is moving completely into the Game Pass. Microsoft went and bought a whole bunch of the studios. 
so that they can have all their exclusive games. It is going to be absolutely worth it in about a year from now when these games launch. Right now, for $10 a month and just playing Sea of Thieves was fantastic and I enjoyed it. But the Game Pass coming up is going to be phenomenal. And I don't like Microsoft, but it's going to be phenomenal. It's really worth it now. With Sea of Thieves, State of Decay 2, and the backlog of games that they already have in it, it's really worth it now. And and I'm not a Microsoft fanboy. In fact, I usually write Microsoft with the S turning into a dollar sign because I really just hate Microsoft that much. But they really they're nailing it here. Um, and one thing that I got to say about the whole conference itself, Sony's got to step up their game if they're going to try to beat these guys because Microsoft really brought it this time around. They really did bring it. Uh, the next thing that they came into was they, they showed a bunch of different games. Um, one of them, which really caught my eye, I think was called Outwilds. Did you guys catch that? That looks super, Negative. super interesting. It it looked a lot kind of um, No Man's Sky-ish, but the worlds were a lot smaller, but seemed way more detailed. I, I'm, I'm really... I, I, I'm, this, is, this has come up on my radar, and I'm, I'm going to check this out because, I mean, I mean, I know everybody hates it, but I'm a huge No Man's Sky fan. And I love the way they what they've done with it, and I love where they're going with it. So I'm interested to see what this is about. Uh, the next thing that came up, and I don't know if, if if you're a fan, I apologize for for my words, but Black Desert, uh, it's coming out. And to be perfectly honest, it didn't look that great. Um, I know there's probably some big fans out there for Black Desert, and I apologize, but it just doesn't look that great. Wait, what's uh, Black Desert? Like Black Desert Online? Yeah, MMO coming for Xbox. Oh, all right. Well, you know what? As a player, and uh, if you guys know Buffalo, mm-hmm. he plays it almost religiously still. I really, really enjoyed the game as far as mm. the graphics go and the very fast paced combat. It looks and plays amazing. What I personally don't like is that once you get to a certain level, it becomes a very PvP-orientated game, and I'm not super big into PvP to begin with, but if you just want to play it as leveling up your characters and having a great time, everything that they've done, their graphic quality and the fast-paced fighting is absolutely fantastic. See, now that was where it lost me, because looking at it, it almost looked like it was rendered on an Xbox 360. It it just it it didn't look good. Uh, the combat didn't look good. It just I you know what, and and again I'm apologizing. There's probably a lot more to this game, and it's probably a fantastic game. And I can I can definitely eat my words or, or you know, eat my foot or whatever the fuck it is called. But uh, it just it, you know I got a total meh from it. I and you know what I can see that because when I got introduced to it by Buffalo, I I looked at it and was like ah this is not the game for me. But I picked it up anyways, and I played it upon launch, and it is a lot more in-depth and very, very fluid gameplay all the way through. Uh, on Honestly, they're doing dual 1080 Ti's, and you're still not going to cap out the frame rate. It's really graphic-intensive. <laughs> well, next thing it came out with that I saw... Uh, and I haven't been a fan of this series for a long time, but this really did look good. 
And if they keep it, now they said right at the beginning that this was all in-game engine rendered in, you know, it was re- all rendered in-game engine, real time. I mean, not real time at the time, but like real time when they rendered it, uh, was Devil May Cry 5. Yeah, I've been a fan of the series. I, I really enjoyed it ever since it came out on the PS2, man. Well, they did the remake of it, and it looked good, but uh, he had short hair. They changed it up a bit, but it wasn't a bad game. It was just different, and if you really were used to... Are you, oh, yeah, you're talking about the one that was kind of different from all the rest, not just the fact that he generally got his hair chopped off? Well, well they in the in the new one... The remake. Well, it, it, he had really yeah, short hair. So yeah. So in this new one, he almost looked like the guy out of Force Unleashed. Who was the? Uh, who was that guy out of Force Unleashed? What the hell was his name? You know who I'm talking about. The guy, the main character out of Force Unleashed. He almost reminded. I don't remember, but he almost reminded me out of like a silver-haired version of the uh, guy from No More Heroes. Well, see now, like he when I looked at him, he looked like a silver-haired version of that guy. Like there was enough of his facial features that looked like they matched that. Um, but it looks good. They've got if they keep it running as fluid as it did in that video, man, I'm really excited for that game. It looks solid, it looks detailed, it looks fan friggin' tastic. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, read your statement. Read your statement. Don't just type that shit. Okay, okay. So just to let the audience know, Damoc held up his picture. He has completed his drink. He has finished it. I said to Cecil and chat. Cecil could learn a lesson or two from you about finishing things. And then it's like, looks at Keg with disappointment. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, this is picture number two. And I mean, it's it's a, a good size. It's not a full, like, you know, you get the huge beard thing, but it's as big as my damn hand. And uh, 50% vodka, you get a splash of cranberry, splash of orange juice, you mix it all up, and you're good to go because you don't taste any vodka. And... I made this scary mistake. I didn't realize that Smirnoff made blue vodka and red vodka. And the red vodka is the lower one and the blue one's like a much higher percentage. And I've been putting blue vodka in it. And yeah, I see double of everyone right now. <laughs> so, Blue, you would say that the keg right now is doing the predator laugh? Ah, uh, yeah, it's definitely doing the predator laugh at me. It's going to start mimicking me here shortly. Next thing that came up was, if you guys are anime fans, uh, Jump Force. I think it's called Jump Force. I so want to touch on this because, yeah, not only am I an anime fan, but I like all those fighting games, the Dragon Ball, uh, One Piece, and then they added Death Note to it. That's That looks like it's going to be a fun brawler. Yeah, Ooh. it does really, really look fun. And if they... I, I, I want to say that that's not the first Jump Force because I've played a fighting game that it had a whole bunch of anime characters in it before. And it was really, really fun. Uh, but this one looks really good, too. Never heard of Jump Force? I'm interested to see what this all looks like, because I do like anime. But I'm not a big, like, uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, Tekken fighting kind of person. Well, this looks really... It, it, it doesn't look like Mortal Kombat or Tekken. It really looks like, you know, your Goku jumping up, launching a big fireball at somebody. I mean, it looks like that. So, would you say that it is Bandai's attempt of a Capcom versus Marvel sort of thing? Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. It, 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 they're trying to put in as many characters as they possibly can in this. And it, you know what? I love them for it. Yeah, also included Naruto as well. So, it's four different uh, anime uh, worth of characters together. So, that's... As long as they do have a complete, a good roster, that should be a lot of characters. As, as long as they don't cheese out. Definitely. 
Um, and if any of you, next game that came up, if any of you have ever played the first one, uh, you know how much fun the parkour zombie destruction was. But Dying Light 2, and they extended this out a whole bunch. If you, if you, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, go check it out. They've really made it so that your decisions affect the world a lot more. So in the first one, when you did something, it really didn't affect all that much, or at least I didn't grab the perception that it affected all that much. But in the second one, like they, they focus on the water. You know, you go and talk to these people about giving water to everybody or not giving water to everybody and making it a black market thing. If you choose to give water to everybody, you basically you get a police state and they kind of, you know, get police state-ish. And if you're not on their side, you're against them. And if you don't, you say, hey, let's make this a black market thing. All of a sudden, it starts bringing all sorts of ruffians to there. So you kind of got to deal with what your decisions are. And if you're going to make the place nice or if you're going to run it into the ground. Um, I, I really dug Dying Light 2. The only thing that I hated about it, and I say the word hate because I really did hate about it. Not that I hate the person, but I really hated the, the outcome of it is that I jumped into Dying Light way later than everybody else did. So when I had people join me, they would drop weapons that were way past where I was. So they're weapons I really shouldn't have had at the time. And they were literally just walking through one hitting everything. Um, and a quick story time here. There, there was a, I was supposed to go pick up a duffel bag out of this fenced-in area. And it's covered with zombies. And I'm sitting there going, all right, I got to sneak in there. I got to do stealth. I got to go through here. I can get through here. I can probably take out this zombie without making noise. And my brother joins me. I'm like, hey, bro, what's up? He's like, oh, what you doing? It's like, I don't know, I'm just uh, I'm trying to sneak in there. He's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. I got it. He jumps over the fence, just starts hacking everything to bits. He says, yeah, go grab it. So I walk over, I pick up the devil bag, and then I walk out. And I'm like, well, that really wasn't fun whatsoever. I had a whole plan to get in there, and you just kind of showed up. And he's like, oh, yeah, and hey, here's this weapon. It was like a baseball bat with a friggin' buzzsaw blade. And he's like, yeah, yeah, man, I won't hit anything. I'm like, well, this is no fun now. And I actually never finished the game because of that. Sounds like you better get on this one early well, and not let anybody else Exactly, or I'm just going to have to like go and chat and talk to people but not let them join my game. But yeah, Di- yeah Dying Light uh, 1 was super, hu- super huge with uh, its park over, and it really made it feel fluid on how you were doing stuff. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I ran into the same problem. I joined up with uh, Buffalo and... Uh, he had all the end game stuff and was like, oh yeah, let's do this and this and this and this and this. And I didn't get any challenge out of any of it. Yeah, that's that was my problem is that the game had so much stuff built into it. It looks fun. If you're going to play it though, uh, I would say just knee jerk on it. Tag a couple people that you can play with all the time and just progress together. If you're going to play on your own, create a second account or something that you're going to play that as. And then play on your own through that and then go back to the other account when you're going to play with them just so you don't rob them of the experience. And the next game. All right. Oh, go ahead. What's up? All right. Shadow, you got a shit-eating grin and a really fucked-up haircut game going on, man. What is going on on your side? But this conference is just starting. It's yeah, I know. 20 minutes into it. I know. So I'm, I'm being hopeful. What about your ne- What about the next game that came up? Battletoads. 
Dude, Battletoads was the Dark Souls of the Nintendo era. It was. I mean, there were literally faces that got punched over that game. Because if you were not spot on on that goddamn Skidoo part, and you died and you took all our lives, you were getting punched in the face. Uh, Battletoads looks good. Uh, the next game that came out was they were talking about, uh, I think it was... Um, did they do Gears of War Pop? Yeah, they did Gears yeah, of War. Yeah, they did a Gears of War Pop thing where it was a uh, you were playing as the the, the, you know, the pop figures, the vinyl figures. Uh, I think that's I'll coming out it. for Android and i and iPhone. Uh, I'd play if it came out on PC. And then they had a Fallout Tactics. I mean, uh, oh. a Gear of War Tactics game, or was it Gear Five? Oh no, it was Gear of War Tactics. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, and that that looks totally like Fallout Tactics. And then then there was Gears of War Five. They, they did keys. tease Gear of War Five. And then the last game that they came up with. I care about. Project Red. Yep. Ooh, that company. Cyberpunk 2077. I like the cyberpunk stuff. But looks good. I didn't see any gameplay. Apparently, uh, Shadow, those are rookie numbers. You got to up those. Over yes. 1,800. Work on that. Yeah, so that meme for with Matthew McConaughey on it, you know, the those are rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up. Works everywhere, except when you throw it uh, as a response to the abortion numbers on Facebook. They tend to not like that. <laughs> Depends on which side of the debate you're on. Lesson learned from experience. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form. <laughs> you know, th- there was uh, a lot of stuff that came out on Xbox uh, through this conference. I'm super, super excited. I'm glad that they gave a date for Kingdom Hearts. That actually made the whole conference for me. As soon as that happened, I finished. I, w- I spent the rest of the time cleaning up. There's some other good stuff that came out. What, what about you guys? I mean, where are you, Shadow? You you were you were a little bit disappointed. What about you, Zyber? Um, I'm excited for the new Spyro. I D- am. Did also that come out for ex- Xbox? Did they do that in the Xbox one? Um, I'm not sure. I was jumping around the feed just to, you know, try and catch something. But uh, yeah. All right. Spyro is coming out. I like it. I dig it. Um, another game that I, I am a little excited about is Planet Alpha. Also not a game I think they talked about in the Xbox conference or the EA conference for that matter, but I'm digging it. I like it. <laughs> How much have you had to drink, Zyber? <laughs> <laughs> a whole bottle of rum. All right. Well, I hope you've got a bucket real close just in case. What about you, D? What are your feelings on uh, on what we've seen so far from EA and Xbox? Honestly, hopeful. I mean, it looks good. I'm excited for some of the stuff that uh, that Microsoft's putting out. Um, the fact that at least for one of their games, EA is going away from the loot boxes. Th- this this all has me in a warm and fuzzy state right now. Nice. Dip. So overall, overall, I'm looking forward to. I, I know Shadow might not be, but I'm looking forward to a bunch of the games Xbox brought out. All right. What about? I have a short list. What about you, Damoc? What were your feelings on it? Uh, honestly, when it comes to EA, I could give a shit less. I'm not interested in most of what they're putting out. I love Battlefield. I love the Frostbot engine. I dislike Origin. I, I got it. I dislike it. I'm not happy with EA in any way. They're trying to make amends for a lot of things. However, Microsoft, on the other hand, I am very excited and happy to see what they are doing and the direction that they are going with doing their Microsoft Pass and putting as many games on there as they can and buying out the developers. Yeah, it does look pretty sweet. 
What about you, Blue? How do you feel about it? Of what you've seen? From what little I've seen, I, I'm excited about some of the stuff. Like, you know, I'm excited about, you know, World War II. That's my gig. So Battlefield coming out with a World War II thing and, you know, all the good stuff that Battlefield's done in the past. I'm interested to see that, what they're going to do with the campaign, but I'm excited about that. Kingdom Hearts 3, I'm, I'm in, excited about actually getting into a Kingdom Hearts game and actually playing one of those. And then um, I'm excited about the closure for the Halo series, which I hope this is the closure for it. That's what I want to see. And a teaser of Gears would also be great, but I think what this conference has shown me is that a Game Pass may be good if you're like looking at things like The Division 2. And wondering, like, eh, maybe just try it. You know, like, a Game Pass maybe in my future. Well, the real thing that I like about the Game Pass is that, I mean, really, they're going to rotate games on it. That's it's obvious. They can't keep a whole art, you know, just like Netflix does with videos and movies and stuff. You know, they're going to rotate stuff on it. And it really is, it's going to be one of those, it's going to get a lot of exposure for games that otherwise wouldn't get a lot of exposure. Like, I really think Sea of Thieves would not have gotten the exposure it got unless it was on Game Pass. I really don't think as many people would have played it. And you know what? Even if they only played it for a month, they still played it. It means that they got their hands on it. They got a taste for it. And then as Sea of Thieves comes out more, you know, Sea of Thieves, the mechanics of it were fun. Just, uh, you can disagree with me if you want. I don't care. The mechanics of the game were fun. It was simple. Play a pirate. You're a fucking pirate. You launch cannonballs at... Kraken or or other people or skeletons on an island. It was a super fun mechanic. Or yourself through the cannon. cannon. So that you build on a base like that, hey, it's a super fun mechanic. Then people stop playing it because they, hey, you know what, I'm going to stop Game Pass for a little while. But then all of a sudden Sea of Thieves says, hey, we're coming out with more content and draw some people back. And those people who go away, go away forever. But some of those people say, hey, you know what, I really like this game. I'm going to spend the money to, to you know, really support this developer. And that's, that's, I mean, honestly, if you take a look back to, and, and probably every single one of us sitting right here has done it. You go, you find a game and you're like, Hey, you know what? I'm 20 some odd years old. I don't have the money to go buy this game, but I can go get it off of this sharing service. And I'm quoting here and I can play it for free. And then, you know what? If you're anything like me, you play the game and you're like, holy shit, this is a really good game. I'm going to go actually purchase this game. I'm going to pay for this game. I mean, it's just like Napster and, and friggin' Morpheus and all that stuff that came out. You know, you you download song after song after song after song. And then you find a band that's really, really great. And you're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go support this fucking band because this band is friggin' great. So you go out and buy their album. Even though you have all their music already, you go out and buy their album because you're like, hey, I want to give these guys some money. That's what I do. Like, if I find something I really like... I want to collect everything for it, like in physical format, purchased properly. I mean, I want to collect yeah. for that if I really get into something, whether it be a music, a band, a game. Yeah. <laughs> see my game room, the stuff I like, you see the stuff and everywhere. I, just, I see that happening with Game Passes. I see that happening with The Origin. I see that happening with the streaming service. Um, and you know what? I see what I also see coming out of it is somebody gets Game Pass, somebody gets The Origin service, somebody gets EA service, whatever it may be. They play the game for. A month, two months, three months, six months, whatever it may be. And then it goes off Game Pass. And you know what? They're like, ah, you know, I'm not going to play anymore. Then all of a sudden they see the game on discount for 20 bucks. 
like I've seen so many times. I know Damoc's seen it. I think 20 bucks is pretty much the prime point. Hey, if it drops under 20 bucks, I'm getting that game. And they go, hey, you know what? I love that game. I'm going to go pick that game up. So I see a lot of that happening. I really see a lot of that, like but, playing it as a demo type of thing. But unlike like previous, where people were kind of you know using streaming services like Napster and all that stuff, with the game passes now, it's it's all legal, and the developers are still getting some money for that. So it's I think it's a win win situation for basically everybody all the way around. Uh, it's just it's the way it's going. It's the way way I think really life is going because we've seen the free to play model where it's hey it's free to play. You see it on Android or, or, or iPhones or whatever. Hey, it's free to play, but you got to keep paying to win and that's the thing that's a bit it's a, it's a big pain in the balls oh so you want some clean pure water that's the extra <laughs> pass exactly <laughs> i think all of life is gonna go that way you want your car to do above 50 <laughs> yeah oh you gotta pay a subscription to that well i'm super excited to see what's coming and i uh you know we're, we're already deep into the bethesda uh announcement so i think we all got to get into that but uh any last words anybody want to say anything uh we spent all this time talking about all these other games, and we spent, what, 30 seconds talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Dude, they really didn't show Seriously. that much. I mean, I, I love it. I want to see it, but they, 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 just, it, they just gave the tip. They just rubbed it up and down. They didn't really give you anything good. They gave you more than they have before. They didn't do that pre-rendered trailer that was showing you the intro. They gave you... One minute and 40 seconds worth of the, I don't know if it was actual gameplay or not, but yeah, come on, it's CD Projekt Red. Uh, now that Valve is no longer making games, except for what, Artifact, the Dota card game, boo. Uh, CD Projekt Red has got to be the best developer out there. Yeah, but you know what, I, and, and I agree, but all they gave us, they didn't even really give a good flick of the bean. Like it was like a one stroke up and then that was it. I want to see more of it. But, I really want to see more of it, though. But that was definitely only to showcase for, hey, we're going to come out on Microsoft's Game Pass. We're going to be part of it. I really hope they have a little more segment somewhere in E3 where they really showcase some cyberpunk. Uh, I, You know, I don't see it happening right now, but I hope to see it in the coming months. Yeah, I have to go a little deeper than what uh, Cecil says. It's that. But it's from behind. All you're seeing is ball sack. You're not actually seeing the rubbing up and down. You can only assume because you see a movement of the flesh that's in front. So, yeah. yeah I'm waiting for I, more. It, it's, it's CD Projekt Red, man. I'm going to lick that ball sack from behind. Dude, you're going to lick from the belly button to the small of their back. What are you talking about? Goddamn right I am. It is. Uh, I... I'm sorry, I'm a CD Projekt Red fanboy. I love the Witcher series from the first one all the way to the third one. He's even going to stop by and toss a salad. With the consumption of their body by Shahalu, may their passing cleanse the world. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you got to type that out. You got to type that in chat. Anywho, to watch Bethesda announcements. That's nah, all good. Um, so, yeah, we got some questions here. I completely forgot about that. Uh, all right. So let's go with the top one here from Stick. Uh, since it's often referenced as the spreadsheet simulator, would Brian consider playing EVE Online? Um, EVE Online is for the Imperium. If you're not playing with the Imperium, no one can play. 
Go I home, th- noobs. I, I think Brian likes the Imperium, so I, I'm going to go with yes. Yeah, I think Brian. I think Brian's one. a full-on Imperium fan, and uh, I mean, I know a lot of Brian's too. So, but you know, I'm going to say I'm going to say yeah, all Brian's. I mean, if your name is Brian, you're an Imperium fan. I I know a lot of Brian's as well, and well, if it spreads, then you have to put your Imperium inside of it. That's the only way it'll work. Yeah, I I agree with that. I agree with that 100. percent Um. Yeah, so next question by uh, by Gert. At what age did you or would you let your kids start playing age-appropriate video games? Well, I, th- I think I'm the only one with a kid here, right? You know, for only 13, she's got some big tits. No, I got a couple kids. I mean, if they're age-appropriate, have at it. I mean, it's not like I'm saying, hey, I'm mature-rated here, three-year-old. Try this. No, see, I'm a completely different age. I, I would say... I would say, yeah, like, you know, the, the M rating ones. I mean, what, my kid's like 10 years old right now? Yeah, she's heard almost every swear word there is. I mean, she's watched Friday the 13th with me. Hell, she got me onto Insidious. So, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Let her play some GTA 3. Wait, she got you into Insidious? Yeah, man. She. I don't know if I trust her, man. <laughs> I don't know if I trust her now. She, she was all over myself. That. I mean, I could only think, because I do not have kids, of how I grew up on games. It was play whatever you feel like playing. So I say... Play whatever the fuck you feel like playing. But by then, the bu- the blood, gore, and anything else is just pixelated, so it didn't matter. Well, yeah, true. I mean, you smack somebody in the face in Mortal Kombat. I believe that, just like how I did it as a kid, if they can present a good argument, they can play the game. But they gotta present a good argument for the game. Right? Like, she's only 13, but she got some big tits. <laughs> No one listens to ICP. Yes, seriously? yes, yes. Yes, no, I was chuckling. I, your daughter's got. I was chuckling. Didn't want to admit it. All right. So next question. Speaking of games for kids, what do you all think about having games like The Witcher, Assassin's Creed, etc. with kids? Well, well, wait, wait a second. What what list are you reading I'm re- from? I'm reading from our Discord. Um, if you look at our Discord, I'm trying to find it, and I don't see. Yeah, any we have questions. no questions on there. So where are you getting yeah. these questions? Wait a minute. Oh. Oh, whoops. Yeah, so thank you, three-player co-op, for donating a couple of questions to us. Um, that was really, really kind of you. I was in the wrong Discord reading the wrong wrong questions. Um, yeah, we're just going to blame the rum on that. So, yeah, we're, we're just we're going to chalk that right on up to, yep, I got nothing. We're going to chalk that up to, uh, to absolutely nothing. So, so D-, D, where can we find you? People can find me at microbrewgamers with a Z instead of an S dot com on my website. Or same thing, microbrewgamers with a Z instead of an S on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and of course, Haunting the GNA podcast, along with my own uh, Discord channel. And also, you can find me on uh, Yeah Dude Gamers Discord channel. Nice. Cyberblood, where can people find you, man? You can find me uh, hanging out on the GNA Discord, the GNA Twitter, the GNA Facebook, as well as Zyber Games, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Z Y B E R B L O O D. If you want to play games, and it's Z Y B. I can't fucking. I I lost it. Never mind. You can find me on Discord. Just look at me. Find love the yeah Discord. Find him in Discord. M O U S E Mickey Mouse. Oh, God. Uh, Damoc, where can we find you at? 
Uh, I am always on the Discord channel, so just hit me at, at Damoc and we're good to go. Other than that, you can email me at Blowmock. <laughs> Fuck. Now it's everything. <laughs> <laughs> Blow me at DamocSucks.net. DamocSUX.net. <laughs> Shadow, where can people find you at, man? Nice. Blue Shark, where can people find you at? You can find me writing sandworms on the desert world of Iraq. No, I'm sorry. Um, you can find me More either uh, on my Twitter account, um, Blue Shark 45, or you can find me in the GNA Discord or in many other gaming discords. Nice. And I am Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter, uh, Cecil Xavier everywhere else. I'm also trolling around on the GNA Discord. I am on. Oh God! TPC's Discord, Geek Squatch's Discord, uh, Mulehorn Gaming's, uh, Ultra Super Mega's Discord. Uh, I'm I'm all over the place. You can find me trolling around almost everywhere on Discord. So we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and re- uh, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, reviews on iTunes help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, help other people. Let us know. Uh, you can also find us on Android with Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen. Wherever else you want to find us, if we're not there, let us know. We'll upload there. You, man, Cecil, I just did an epic Uh-oh, fail. What'd you do? I was trying to screw with you, and I was going, Cecil, we can't. Are you talking? We can't hear you. But I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's karma for you, baby. Good job. You can also find us on Twitter. Uh, just search at GNA Podcast or join our Discord chat. Just see that pinned tweet. We're also on Facebook. You can search us at, just search at GNA Podcast. We started playing and hosting people on our stream feeds, www.twitch.tv forward slash GNA Podcast, and on Mixer at www.mixer.com forward slash GNA Podcast. We are partnered with Humble Bundle. Fuck me if I can remember. Tell us about Humble Bundle. Somebody. All right. Humble Bundle. Um, It is a game purchasing service that we, GNA, are partnered with. Um, you, you purchase games like you normally would, but with a twist, you choose what part goes to the publisher, to the, um, humble bundle folks, to even charity. Um, we at GNA, we are partnered with them and our charity or our funds go to charity. Our charity is, uh, extra life. I am really drunk right now trying to give you this, uh, this, this bit, but yes, um, if you want to support us by supporting our charities, just put that question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of the uh, humble link and slide that slider all the way to charity. But I say slide that slider to charity and a little bit to the developers. So far this month, this month, we have raised six dollars and three cents. Uh, so help us out. Jump on Humble Bundle. If you buy Humble Bundle anyways doesn't hurt you any way any way shape or form just throw gna some bones uh, let us know well not gna some bones throw gna some love let us know uh, just put that as uh as i said question mark partner equals gna podcast at the end of whatever your link is and it will mark it down and say that we sent you there so if you get humble bundle already just help us out and help out charity anything that we give or we get we uh we try to either turn around and give right back into the community with some steam codes uh, or we donate directly to Extra Life. We're a proud member of the Ninja Pancake community. Uh, check out our good friends, Bill, George, and Pixel at Drunken Rebels. They actually joined us in our Discord not too long ago. 
And we're trying to work out some stuff to be on their show and have them on us. And check out Caleb and Alex at Geek Squatch. Man, we love them. And they're coming out with, I think, a Dune episode soon, if it isn't already out. Uh, that is the whole reason why Blue Shark has been balls deep into the Dune books. Uh, we want to thank Shadow Fox at Morgan BS Photography for our new logo and artwork. Check him out at morganbs.com. Email us at GNA Podcast at GNA in your DNA.1 with questions, comments, death threats. We don't care. We'd love to hear from you. So give us a shout. And please give us an email. We haven't received one yet, except for some Arabian princes. And every time I send them money in my, my banking account numbers, I just have a fraud alert fell off. So you know, give us something meaningful here. Uh, last but not least, check us out at our website at www.gnapodcast.com. I'm calm, sorry. <laughs> Good, I got them off in time. <laughs> Have a great night, you guys. You saw that, right? I did. Just, I did. I did. Have a great night, guys. Thanks for joining. Bye-bye. Shai-ha-loo. Have a good night.